Hey everyone, this is Blake, host of the That You May Know Him podcast, and welcome back. Today is Friday, October 1st, 2021, and you are listening to a special edition of the That You May Know Him podcast, Watchmen, which we do every other Friday. I am happy to happy be joined to once again by my good friend, Kevin Powell, who's been with me for the last couple of watchmen. Now, this is three in a row, bro. Hey, man, you keep bringing me back, dude. So here I am. I'm happy to be back. (laughs) I know. It's funny. I get get on the phone with Kevin. I'm like, yo, Kev, you want to come back? You're like, you want me to come back again? I'm like, yeah, man. (laughs) Of course. It's good. Here here we are. Yep. Here we are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, We're actually recording this on Thursday. Kevin is in still living in California where we met, where we both used to live. I'm out in North Carolina, so we're on opposite sides of the country. Wherever you are, wherever you may be listening, whatever time of day it is, thanks for tuning in. God bless you. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever the case may be. Um, We will, we hope, be joined two weeks from now by Pastor. We we hope we will be joined by Pastor Carlos. Dude, I can't even... Hey, that works for me, man. I'm from Texas. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we hope that Pastor Carlos will be able to join us again for Watchmen, and that we can finally do all three of us the trifecta Watchmen, which we we thought we were going to do two weeks ago. Things might get a little crazy, but that's okay. (laughs) Things might get crazy, but that's okay. We thought we'd be able to do it this week too, but keep Pastor Carlos in your prayers as always. He is still sorting through uh, all the transitions that he is going through, and so. just keep him in your prayers. But God is good. He's taking care of him and his family. And so that's a great thing. Kev, let's not waste any time. This show is about knowing what's going on in the world and staying faithful to Jesus in the midst of that. We try to give godly, timely, sort of biblical commentary on what's going on in the world and our thoughts. And so uh, let's just jump right into the headlines for today. Yeah, let's do it. The first thing we have to talk about is, and we've talked about it a lot already. We've been talking about it for months, but it's getting worse and worse and worse. It's ramping up vaccine mandates. United Airlines announced yesterday in a memo to their employees that the time has come for them to begin terminating uh, upwards of 600 employees who who don't want to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, healthcare workers in New York City are being either terminated or put on unpaid leave. You're seeing this happening more and more and more. Major companies, major industries yep. are ramping it up. Uh, what do you think, brother? Well, you know, I, I, I'll tell you this. Uh, let's start with New York. You know, yeah. I don't know what people were expecting once they got uh, Como out or Kumo, Como, whatever his name was. Uh, the thing <laughs> is, you know, he was pretty far left. Right. And uh, he was. Oh, he, yeah. And, you know, I was not a fan. And if he did, you know, sexually assault those women, whatever, that's totally wrong. And he probably should have got out there. But they were left with someone that's far more worse than Kuma or Como, you know, dude, I mean, I wouldn't have thought that was possible, it, dude. And it, and it is possible. And yeah. and I think this is just a result. You know, I think the. What, what's scary about the the left and uh, what we see is that I'm realizing you think one person might be bad, but no, the yeah. next person in line is usually way worse than that first person. Yeah. <laughs> and we're yeah. seeing that in New York. You know, this is crazy. 
I can't believe it's happening. Like you're going yeah. to fire healthcare work, healthcare workers who are on the front line. You yeah. know, when this, especially in New York, where when this first hit the U.S., yeah. like, dude, that that was like ground zero for us. You know what yep. I mean? With all the cases, and everything there. Yeah. And these people, they were like the healthcare workers. They were running to the front lines, not knowing what this was about, what yep. the risk was. We didn't know anything about this. We were all still trying to figure this out, and they were there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them were catching them. A lot of them died from COVID. You know what I mean? But yeah. they ran there. So now some of those people, because they don't want to take a, a COVID shot, you know, yeah. they're they're second class citizens now. Right. They're getting fired, bro. They're getting fired. And on top of that, they're saying that they want to bring in the National Guard to, to fill in their vacancies. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, It's one thing to fire they, somebody, but if you want to bring in the military, like what in the world is that about? Because I, I guess they think they can force the national. Yeah. So they're firing people and now they're having in New York already uh, a shortage of workers. Right. And the hospitals right. are full. And and so they're not able to treat people because they chose to fire unvaccinated uh, health care workers. Right. I mean, this, yep. and, and this mandate. So. Uh, it, it, and and just let's just remind everyone, this is all, uh, you know, under the backdrop of Biden announced when he did these vaccine mandates a couple of weeks ago that if you are vaccinated, you are protected from COVID-19. Right. And if you're not vaccinated, you're not protected. But if you are vaccinated, you are protected. So why is it that you have to fire people who are unvaccinated if they're only <laughs> endangering themselves and no exactly. one else according to the quote science um yeah man people are losing the right to work everywhere they are they are and it's becoming um, uh a healthcare dictatorship a healthcare dictatorship yeah, yeah and you know i and it's just because people are so fearful from COVID, is is which is their tactic. It's what they use. They want people to live in fear, and they want to think the big government is what's going to save them. Yeah. And by doing so, they start stripping our rights away. You know, yeah. if you, if it's your body, your choice. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which is what the left preaches. Yeah. So if you don't want to get a, a vaccine, you shouldn't be able to. But now that we're all forced to do something we're not, we don't want to do. Right. You know. Dude, that is overreach at its finest, my friend. Yeah, yeah. And people have all sorts of reasons why they don't want to get vaccinated. And there's a, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of medical professionals, doctors, naturopathic doctors, people that know what they're talking about, that have credibility, that don't think getting vaccinated is the right thing. So how can you, and, and, and you know, it, trust the science. That's the new that's the new catchphrase. Trust the science. Well, exactly. All that, is, that, that means nothing. That means right. nothing because what you're saying is no trust what we're telling you. The science says when there is clearly all these different opinions out there and there's right. justifiable reasons for, for, uh, for not getting any vaccine, let alone a vaccine that's been developed in a year. That's not a standard vaccine that, you know, sends messages to your DNA. I mean, it's crazy, man. Yeah. What, what did that governor say last week? She she used God. She said, like, God wants you vaccinated. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I from what I remember, she's like, you know, this is a gift from God and you need to be like my disciples and follow me as I get vaccinated. That's what she said. So what in the world? <laughs> yeah. So we not only have 
uh, this thing that we're basically like people are being forced to do, or they lose the right to work, right. To earn, to feed their families. We also have leaders who are now saying in the name of this thing, you should be my disciples. Right. And follow me. How does anybody in their right mind not think that this is biblical? Oh, I know. (laughs) I know. It, right? it, it, it just blows my mind. Like, dude, this it's just it's right. It's like slapping us right in the face. Of what's yeah. happened. I just see this. Yeah. And I'm like, God, I, I you know, um, a lot of people think that this vaccine is the mark of the beast. I, I, I do not think that whatsoever. Yeah. You know, the mark of the beast yeah. comes with different things. People know yeah. what they're doing. They know it's a form of worship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to the mark of the beast, this this isn't that for sure. Yeah. But man, is it paving the way, my friend, you it's know, the way, man, template, it's a template. template. Yes. And like, I know we've said this already before on Watchmen, but like if people didn't realize how something like the mark of the beast could ever come to pass, where everyone in the world could be forced to make a decision at the same time at once, what, you know, whether they were going to worship something or not, all you have to, we, we live in a world for the first time in human history, the last 20 years where it is not only possible, we're seeing it happen in this smaller way, right? Everybody right. in the world is being told they should get, uh, you know, get jabbed, get vaccinated against yeah. something. And everywhere in the world, for the most part, pressure is being ratcheted up to do this, to, to yes. do this thing that some people are fine doing. Some people are completely not fine doing. Um, hey, I got a question for you. Go ahead. I was I was talking with a with a Christian gentleman this past week, and I, I I have respect for this person, although we don't agree on on everything. I mean, none of us all agree on everything, but we have different opinions. He made a statement that I thought was very interesting. He made a statement that what we have in America is a problem, is an authority problem, hmm. that people don't uh, honor and trust and respect authority. Now, you know that I already told you, like he and I don't necessarily see eye to eye on everything, although he's a friend, I respect him. We have good conversations. What he's saying essentially is if people would just honor authority and trust Dr. Fauci, who's in a position of authority, then they would get the COVID-19 vaccine. And subtly what's unspoken in that, but what, you can see if you're if you're paying attention is if you really honor God, you'll honor the authority and you'll get the vaccine. Kev, let me throw this to you. What do you think about this? Yeah, you know what what it comes to whatever. Yeah, yeah, what it comes down to this. I I can uh, agree with that statement. You know what I mean? But you got to be wise of whose authority you're following. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think as uh, a believer, um. I know where I stand. Um, I feel like one of my gifts is discernment. And I, if I'm following someone and I I can tell right off the bat, like, hey, this guy, he's someone that's worth following and I'm on, I, I have no problem going under his lead yeah. or this guy's a whack job. <laughs> yeah. And I hate to say it, man, but uh, people we have in government right now, especially under this administration, they're all whack jobs. <laughs> so that being said, I have no desire and I'm not going to follow their authority, dude. I, I yeah. and, and, and I say that in a sense that like, 
if I feel like it is, if by following their authority, it's going to take away from my rights, some of my religious freedoms, whatever the yeah. case may be, yeah. then I don't have to do that. And I think God, God understands that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. There's a, there's a, so, so people, depending on what the situation is and what side they're on, people like to use scripture to say, yep. You need to honor authority and, and obey the laws and respect the government. And there, to a great extent, that's absolutely true. We are called to honor authority, respect the government, follow the laws, right? All that kind of stuff. But right. there comes a point in every person's life where you have to make a choice. Are you going to serve the government over God or not? Right. Because right. in every secular system, uh, there's error. There's there's. There's things that are wrong. There's, there's corruption. There's all these things. And everybody at some point, if they live long enough, has to make the choice between honoring God and honoring the authorities that are beneath him. So while you have this place in scripture that talks about honoring authority and like, there's this popular uh, Christian radio host. His name's Todd Friel. He does this thing called wretched radio. He's on YouTube a lot. He's like a kind of a, He's like a big John MacArthur guy. And I listen to him sometimes. And sometimes he makes really, you know, like good points. Sometimes he starts talking about this reformed theology and it makes me want to throw my laptop through the window. But uh, he, he, he did this whole thing. Like if, if the government tells me, you know, to put a box over my head, to walk in the grocery store, I forget the analogy he used the example that I'm going to do it because that's what we're supposed to do according to Romans chapter, you know, yeah. 13. And I'm like 13 one. Yeah. Dude, what, what are you like? What are you saying? Are you saying you do what the government tells you no matter what? No Cause matter I could what. point you right to revelation chapter one, where Jesus is telling the church, stay faithful to me, even unto death. Right. And what that's going to mean is don't bow down to the Roman empire, when they tell you, you have to worship the emperor as Lord and exactly. don't take part in their pagan practices and their pagan principles. Now I already know what people on the other side are going to say, you know, smart Christian people are going to say, well, is the vaccine worship is the vaccine, a pagan practice. Some people think it is right. Right. Uh, so anyway, I mean, I know people who genuinely, it, it would be a violation of their conscience to take that vaccine. Go ahead, Kev. I and to yeah, I mean, if if that is, is if that's their convictions, then then so be it. <laughs> you know, go do what, yeah. you, what you think's best. Yeah. But just because that's what you think is right doesn't mean that's what I think is right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. It's just like uh, in Corinthians when they were still eating the the meat that was yep. sacrificed to the pagan gods. You know what I mean? Yep. If that's yep. their thing, let that be their thing. If that they, if that's their convictions, for me, dude, I'm not about that life. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. um, I'm gonna I, for the most part, I'm a pretty good citizen. I'm not out there breaking laws. You know, yeah. I'm not some criminal mind person that's out there criminal you know mind. trying to trying to rob department stores and break into jewelry things and do all, you serve our country yeah you know yeah. but there's there's certain things that i'll take a stand on and when it comes to this new vaccine technology that i don't know what in the world it's going to do to my body yeah I, I, i'm not doing it you know yeah. and i shouldn't be forced to do it yeah you know and um and that's just part of my civil liberties and yeah. um, and 
And you know, what's funny about the civil liberties and everything is a lot of that was based on when our founding fathers and everyone came over here, it was just, it was really based on religious freedoms, it right? Absolutely was bro. That's what it was based off of. And so, and the story of America begins with that. It begins with this. Yeah. And yeah. so that being said, it's like, I should, I've been given the freedom from God, right? That, yeah. and that the founding fathers understood this. And now it's like, it's like no one gives a damn about that anymore. That's, that's yeah. out the window. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and, it, and it's wrong. And, yeah. and, it, and this just goes to show you, I don't know how far uh, this vaccine mandates and everything's going to go, how much further it's going to go. It just goes to show you that they are doing whatever they can to strip that away from all of us. Yeah. 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 It's, it's always important to place ourselves in history. And when people want to have this conversation, I, I, you know, and they want to drop Romans on me. Uh, I want to always turn around and say there, let, let's just remember one thing while every word of scripture is true and it's living and it applies just as much to me as it did to the people it was originally intended for when Paul wrote it down, inspired by the Holy Spirit. We yep. are living in a different context than they are. That's true. Understanding what that means means understanding their context. But we do not live under an empire that's run by a dictator, by an right. emperor. We live in a country that was founded by people who left a monarchy to find religious freedom. And so it's embedded into the, into the DNA of who we are as, as Americans and who we are as a country, right? Like they recognize, we recognize that people have certain rights that are given to them by God and the government, the whole basis of our country is the government will not infringe on those rights. That's right. That's literally the, <laughs> the foundation of American government of the American experiment is this thing right here god has given every individual certain rights and liberties and they will not be infringed on and mainly that has to do with the right to worship god freely and make choices of conscience on your own and so make no mistake about it the very fabric of america is what is under attack right now yes and people think we shouldn't fight for it because we should oh. just go with the flow honor and, and look, let's get clear about one thing. We're not here to fight for the kingdoms of this world. I believe that this is not my kingdom. I'm not a citizen of this kingdom, but if it has to do with how will the gospel continue to spread and prevail and have preeminence. And if it comes down to, is the church going to be allowed to freely worship in a place where we have that right right now. And we also have the right to speak up and to say something and to do something about it, about keeping that right. Yeah. It's like, should you keep the, if, if you had to choose, like if Jesus is sitting talking to his 12 disciples, let's look into the future guys. One day you're going to have the right to choose whether or not you're going to have the right to follow me. Should you choose to have the right to follow me? If that's a choice you have, I mean, it's a dumb <laughs> question. Of course you no, should. No brainer. Of course you should. I, I didn't mean to get so long winded, but uh, <laughs> getting fired up bro <laughs> yeah yeah there, there, there's just so much to it Kev, yeah you know? I, well that no what you're saying there is totally true and that's what people do not realize it's like the core of what america is is yeah. being under it's what made america america mm -hmm. is being under attack 
And I don't think a lot of people understand how serious this is. And that's yeah. what blows my mind. Yeah. You know? And so that, that, because that being said, yeah, that being said, like, I just wish more people would wake up, you know? And unfortunately I, I feel like a lot of people that are conservative, we, we know what's happening, but the people on the left, dude, they're just totally oblivious. You know, yeah. I saw, uh, I saw a news art or not uh, a segment of, um, Stephen Colbert, uh, he had yeah. he's playing something. I don't know. You should you need to sit there and watch one of these days. It's a scene where he's dancing with these people that are dancing and they're they have costumes or uh, like needles. And he's yeah. talking about like taking the jab. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, and it's like he's like basically it's like <laughs> he's worshiping the jab. You should you need to yeah. go and see it. He's kind just of like goofball, huh? He is. I don't like the guy, but. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, dude, this thing has gone way too far. I was, dude, I was at the doctor's office um, on Tuesday. Yeah. And I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm waiting to get called to the back. And uh, two lawyers walked in because they're getting paperwork for their client, uh, which is on, he's on medical leave from work and whatever. And he's, they're trying to do his workman's comp. Uh, anyway, so I'm sitting in the waiting room while they're trying to get paperwork from the doctor. Uh, and they're talking about, the one guy, the one lawyer just got the jab. He just got the vaccine. And he's like, he, I heard him talking to his, his colleague. He's like, I feel like I'm part of a higher, a higher part of society now. Yeah. Getting, from, he's like, he's like, I feel like I can, I'm free and I could do whatever I want to. He's like, yeah. I don't care if there's vaccine passports because I'm part of the society. Yeah. And I, and I was thinking, I was like, man, this is a prime example of what's going to happen. What, what it is, is uh, pretty soon there's some, we're going to be, you know, lower part of society, second, second class citizens to people who have the vaccine. And I could just, yep. It's going to happen, man. It's people already have that mindset. Yep. 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 Yeah, man. I never even, I haven't even thought much about that as how to, how to destroy uh, the class system is go back to having two classes, but it's not rich and poor. It's vaccinated and unvaccinated. Vaccinated, Soon enough, you know, it'll be rich and poor after that. Yep. Um, Wow, man, that's wild. Uh, is it is it is it right to say that for some people, the vaccine it does come down to an issue of worship? Because I I totally see how that's the case. If if you if you believe, I mean, I I know I know plenty of people. You know, me and you know, obviously my my family, my wife has always been a holistic sort of you know person, and she never she gets never sick, gets, bro. Yeah. She hardly ever gets sick. She never, uh, I mean, she, she, she goes to the doctor very rarely. She takes her vitamins and her, you know, all her herbs and all this stuff, mm. her herbs and make it sound like not, <laughs> she, she, not those kind of herbs, yeah. herbs, right. And all this stuff, dude, even when I got COVID and we were quarantined together for two weeks, this is way back before there even was a vaccine and she got tested three times, bro. She never got it. And we yeah. were living in the same little house together right. for two weeks. Like she just is like that. There's people, in other words, what I'm saying is this, there's people that genuinely trust and believe the Lord for, for their health and they don't do medication and they don't do vaccines of any kind. Right. And for them to get a vaccine is in some ways, it, it does come down to an issue of trust and worship Yeah. because whenever fear and faith are involved, that's what, that's what it comes down to. Right. Yep. who you worship and who you fear uh, are one and the same. It's true. 
<clears throat> you know, uh, a few years ago, I, I got sick with this mystery illness. And this is yeah. when, when you're just talking to remind me of this story. Yeah. I got sick with this mystery illness, dude. And for like almost a year, uh, I was I wasn't getting diagnosed. I, yeah. I was getting sicker and sicker and sicker. Wasn't getting diagnosed, dude. I went from like 160 pounds down to 118 pounds in a matter of months. Like I was ill. And I was going from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor. I had yeah. put all my faith in our medical system. Yeah. Only to be let down every single time. Not one doctor yeah. knew what was wrong with me and they passed it off as anxiety. It wasn't until about April of 2019 when I finally I said, God, I, I keep getting let down by all these doctors in our medical system. No yeah. one knows what's wrong with me. But Lord, you know what's wrong with me. I need your help. I should have came to you a lot sooner. And it yeah. was only a few weeks after that, dude, I got diagnosed finally. And it wasn't through a doctor. It was through I somehow I, I Googled my sy symptoms, went on YouTube. I saw some girl who posted her story of her her illness and what it was. I asked the doctor if it's possibly this. He tested for me and that's how I got diagnosed. Wow. But it wasn't until I said, God, I need wow. you. I don't need this medical system that we have because they fail me every single time. Wow. That's, you know, that's yeah, there you go. Perfect example, right? That's, I, that's bet, it. I bet you that that testimony will impact medical decisions you make for the rest of your life. For the rest of my life. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a very personal thing. There's no doubt about it. Do you see, uh, you see even, uh, even old LeBron James, who usually in my opinion is on the wrong side of things like this. <laughs> uh, even he's like, man, you can't be telling guys they have to get it. Cause there's all these yes. NBA players. They're there's standing up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think what I like about all this is that you finally have some people that are, you know, they're in our pop culture that are standing up to it. People that have a following, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That are standing up to this. Yeah. Uh, Cause once they start standing up and like, they're starting to raise questions about all this, it, it gets everyone else thinking. And the truth of the matter is I really think that there's a lot of people that are already questioning it. Oh, you yeah. know, there's, I know there is, cause there's millions of people still unvaccinated when we've all had our chance to get vaccinated, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's good yeah, that it's we still have basically like 50, 50 in this country. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah. and I think it's great that we have people in our pop culture that are, are standing up to us and, and raising questions, you know, and a lot of them are just saying it's, you know, it's just not for me and I shouldn't have to do this, you know, yeah. and it's simple, as simple as that. Yeah. And, uh, and I give them kudos for doing that. A lot of them I don't really care for, but Hey, if you're going to yeah. be on the, if you're, if you're going to, be on the right side of this and kind of stand up for what you believe in. Like I'm going to cheer you on, you know? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Well, bro, let's, let's, let's get to the other side of this before we move on, which is not only our personal liberties and the right to work coming under attack, you know, all affiliated with the vaccine. Now we have free speech, which is yep. becoming more and more and more under attack. And we're following this closely Yesterday, YouTube announced that it will ban all harmful vaccine content from its platform. So they, like everybody else, use this very important term that has developed and become sort of mainstream recently. You probably already know what I'm going to say. It's the term misinformation. Yep. Misinformation. It used to be that disinformation 
was when, like, say, a foreign government directly puts out info that's false in order to misguide people. Like, so we're talking about something that's actually rooted in substance. It's a disinformation campaign. This is a different term. Misinformation is slightly right, like reduced in its forcefulness, because we're not going to say that it's wrong information, but it's misguided. So they say, right? Yes. But what falls under the banner of misinformation is whatever the heck they want, whatever they they decide. Yes. If it doesn't align with their way of thinking, it's misinformation. And this is a dangerous slippery slope my friend because it because if they can start ban if they can ban especially youtube the media what they're already doing facebook all of them where we should have our free rights to uh post whatever we want to post about whatever yep. even if i don't agree with it you should you should have the right to put it on there you know what i mean so yep. free speech yep. second amendment all that you know yep. um if they're starting to ban that because it doesn't align align with what they think, yep, dude, how are we supposed to get anything out there? You yep. know, yep. Uh, and so yeah, this is dangerous. It, Real and, dangerous. It, and this has been going. I mean, it started with uh, Trump, and then it got worse through the election. You know, it's like oh, the election was fraudulent, everything like that. They were censoring all of that. Um, basically, man, what they want here is. They don't want a, a diverse America. They right. want us all to align with their way of thinking, their point right. of views. And that's what right. the, that and that's the main target here. Yep. That's the end game. Right. And so that's the end game. What, what this will eventually lead to is every every mainstream platform, whether it's news, YouTube, social media will all have only one one side of yeah. what's going on. It'll only be one perspective. Right. And it's funny because Facebook and Twitter and these social media platforms are still protected uh, from 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 being like they're, they're not what well, used to be able to say this the right way. They're they're not media outlets. They're protected right. against people who go on their platform and say say something that's just out and out wrong. Right. Or mm-hmm. out and out. N- right. Not true. Facebook and Instagram. And Twitter, they can't be held liable for what people post on their platforms because they're protected, right, from that. But exactly. they're the ones who are censoring it now. That's right. And uh, that's wrong. Do you remember? I, I forget how long ago, maybe six months to years ago, they the conservatives we came out with a platform called Parlor. Yep. It was like a conservative Twitter. Yep. And I forget which web servers we were using. Maybe it was Amazon. I, I don't remember the whole gist of it. But yeah. I, all I know is they pretty much canceled the website. They canceled yep. they canceled Parler. Even even a conservative social media platform, they took it down. Yep. Isn't that yep. crazy? Yep. Yeah, no, I mean it's crazy, but it's it's the world we're living in, man. It's the world we're living in. I I only can imagine how much longer I, mean, I, I know people that have gotten put in Facebook jail because they posted a Bible verse that Facebook said was hateful. Yep. Like Bible verses. So, uh, I mean, the day's coming when people like you and I, that you may know him, is not going to be probably allowed to be on All Apple right. Pods or, 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 or on YouTube because we teach stuff that's, you know, that's, that's right. deemed hateful. These, and so these guys, 
Yeah, they, they have too much power, man. They, they do. do. They have they, way too much power. They, they shouldn't have it. Otherwise, they shouldn't have a platform at all. Right. Um, but I think Christians need to start preparing for the fact that, like, as much as this is what we don't want, like, we don't want it to just become two different countries and two different economies, right? It's, it's not up to us. And so if, if the day comes where I have to go start my own platform in order to preach the gospel on the internet or on a podcast, then that's what we're going to have to do. Exactly. But like, if it it doesn't get taken down, you know what I mean? Right. Right. They already tried that with parlor, you know? Yeah. But like, well, that's the thing, right? Like Christians are going to have to get beyond that and actually get their own servers and build their own enterprises that can't be taken down. Yes. Exactly. Unless the government goes to the point where they start censoring every, I mean, like just the internet. Everything you know, it, yes. it becomes like North Korea. And then at that point, we'll be passing around cassette tapes to one another. Exactly. Until they, <laughs> until they come for those. They come in. Can you imagine, dude, 20 years from now, the government comes into your house and takes your disc man away? Like, we weren't even I mean, using disc man. Yeah, but I mean, we had to because we couldn't put anything out online anymore. Dude, that, that, especially in Australia, that's at their doorstep right now, the way they're going, dude. Dude, stuff's getting even crazier down there, isn't it? Oh, dude, I think they're just paving the way for what's going to happen here. We'll see, though. I hope. I, mean, I, I, I pray to God it doesn't happen, but yeah. it's scary what's happened there, dude. Yeah. Is the military still riding down the streets, making people stay indoors? Yeah, it's like apocalyptic type stuff down there in Australia. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Wild. <laughs> Wild. Uh, yeah. By the way, there's uh, this is like a side note. There's an article I threw in at the very end. I, I, I'll send it to you because remember last time we recorded two weeks ago, the news dropped that America had entered a, an alliance. Yes. With, uh, Australia and Britain. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we, we haven't talked about this afterward, but then France got upset the next week because we left them out of it. And you and I were talking about how Australia and England and this alliance against China is probably a sign for things coming. And then we got to talk about Australia anyway. At the end, I want to just touch on, did you see that Putin met with the president of Turkey, Erdogan? No, I did not see that. Oh, dude. Yeah, we'll touch on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going down, bro. Um, um, all right. Let's move on, Kev. Let's talk about a little bit quickly the continued fallout from Afghanistan. So we have all these generals that testified before Congress this week, two days, and uh there's some real, real, real discrepancies between yeah. what Biden said and what they're saying. And there's generals that basically said, we told the president that we recommended that at least 2,500 troops, some said 4,500 troops be left in Afghanistan. It's a very, very uh, manageable situation. If we just leave a small amount of troops there, it'll, it'll be fine long-term. I mean, do we, we have, troops all over the world there's right. nine countries that have more troops in them american troops stationed there than afghanistan biden said no one ever told him that oh he's he's a yeah and now the he's generals are testifying now. saying well no actually we did say that yes. so what's the deal what do we make of this i mean it's a it's a lot and uh i've been following this pretty closely yeah um i you know, I don't know if this is the generals trying to save their own butts. I, I don't know what's going on here, but I do know this. Whatever, whatever it was, it's it was a huge debacle. And I truly believe this is what I think. I think I think the generals probably said, hey, this is what we should do. This is going to be our game plan. 
It's up to you if you want to follow it or not. I think they left it in the hands of Biden. I think they, they left it up to Biden what he thinks best. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, I think behind the curtain, there's some some deal was made, was made with some country. I, I speculate China because <laughs> yeah. we know China, they're already in there. They're already yeah. in Afghanistan working with the Taliban. And you know what Russia's I mean? moving. And now Russia's moving in. I think I think Biden knew the consequences of what's going to happen. Yeah. But I think there is someone pulling the strings behind the scenes. And he, he he's like, I can't listen because we all think he's a puppet. I, I think he's a puppet. I think there's someone behind the scenes running him. I, I really yeah. do think so. And this this conspiracy stuff. But I mean, it's how stupid he is. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> but um, yeah. I, I, I really think that's why I think he knew it was going to be bad. He knew it was going to hurt his image. Uh, but for whoever's pulling the strings, it's what he had to do because it just doesn't make sense with yeah. someone with their right mind would do yeah. something like this. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. when you got generals telling them, yeah. you know, uh, I think they might've said something, but I don't think they were like, really forcing it on them that's what i yeah. think because we now know they're these they're they're all corrupt these you know high-ranking general especially millie you know and so i yeah. I, I really think that's i mean i don't know how it else makes sense of this we, yeah I, I really don't just yeah. how bad it is you know it yeah. just it it doesn't make sense anyone in their right mind would do something like this other if there's some type of alternative motive it just doesn't make sense to me. right right i mean i'll be honest bro i thought for a while like how could he do something that could go this bad? I mean, I, I really thought and still think it was at least part of his thinking that he was doing it for, for a good headline. Like all the, all the woke people and all the, all the anti-war people are going to be like, okay, we're finally leaving Afghanistan. That's a good thing. You know, all, all these people, they're like, leave, leave those people alone and let them live their lives. Like, yeah, if you don't realize part of their, their, their religion and their values is that they hate America. And if we just leave them alone pretty soon, what they're going to be doing is spending all their time figuring out how to attack America again, because yeah. that's what they right. do. But uh, people, it's like he did it for a headline. He wanted to be the president yeah. that, that pulled out of Afghanistan, no matter what the cost. And he thought that that would be a notch on his belt. Yeah. Because what was the reason for it? Like, don't tell me that the reason Biden pulled out of Afghanistan was because he cared about 2,500 troops that were stationed there. No, and for the most part, safe. Right. Like that's not why he did it. No. But what you're saying is there could be other reasons. And the way we've, we saw China run to the middle East because yes. people don't realize Afghanistan is rich in resources. Yes. Rich. Yes. And then China and Russia both are the first basically world powers to basically say the Taliban, we, we, we see you as a legitimate government. We'll work with you. We'll work with you. And now yeah. Biden is meeting with that nut job in Turkey, Erdogan. Yep. And I yep. can only imagine what that's about. I, I, right. I know what it's about. They're, they're <laughs> figuring out how to put something together to, I mean, Putin wants the resources in that part of the world. Yeah. He wants to control it, but so does China. That's the thing. Right. You know, if people would just kind of look past our, our news here in America, kind of read what's happening, especially in Afghanistan, like you can kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together, dude. Like yeah. the fact that, you know, 
one, week one, we're out. And week two, people are coming in, China, Russia, whatever it may be. Like, dude, it just put the puzzles together, man. It's right in front of your face of what's happening. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I was um, watching uh, Fox News last night. It's just something I thought was interesting was remember uh, outside the airport, the suicide bomber that blew up and that killed our, our soldiers, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, what I didn't know and what I didn't realize was that part of the airport, the outside of the airport, the security detail uh, that the U.S. forces had negotiated with the Taliban um, was a section of the Taliban that is known. Uh, I forget there's a name for this division of the Taliban that was doing security outside the Kabul airport right there, but they're known to be suicide bombers. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So it just, it just, so our military gave this division of the Taliban who's known to be suicide bombers, the right to, to have security for outside the airport for people trying to get inside the airport. And then there's a suicide bomb that, yeah. that kills a bunch of people and American lives. Yeah. Like, dude, come on now. Come on now. You know? Oh, my god. That's goodness. just ineptitude, Kev. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, it just it blows my mind. Yeah. Hey, when you say that some of these high-ranking generals are corrupt, what do you mean by that? Well, uh, I think I was telling you the, the other day. Yeah, you was, were. I just want people to know. Yeah. So I was uh, listening to... Um, I was listening to a general talk. He was, he's out of the military now and he's kind of given just his story. And, um, and he, he worked with Millie for a long time. And he said, one thing he said, what I found was interesting was that general Millie, how he's acting right now is very, uh, it follows his character, huh. you know, and yeah. what he went, he went further into detail and he's talking about once you reach a certain um, pay grade in the military. Yeah. And this is high ranking officers. There's a club, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and it's almost like politicians within the military. Yeah. And you, you got to do everything, uh, everything by their book to be in this club. Yeah. And it's this general club. And yeah. Millie, he's, he's like the prominent person in this club. Yeah. And, uh, and it all aligns with, 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 uh, with what the globalists want, you yeah. know, it's yeah. all this progressive way. That's why the military has gone woke. You know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. they're aligned with the globalists and this progressive movement. Yeah. And so, I mean, wow. and that goes to show you one of our other headlines of what's happening to that Marine Marine Corps colonel when that's in the brig right now. Yeah, that's right. T t tell people about that. Most people you don't know, know about that. Oh, dude, it, it is it to me. If there's one thing that gets my my blood boiling it's it's what's happening with this poor guy you know so you got this marine corps colonel yeah. that came out uh and he's basically what he was saying is uh it's Schurler, you know Stuart yeah. Schurler. he yeah. came out and he said he just wanted demand accountability from his chain of command of what happened in afghanistan that's yeah. all he was doing yeah, he was just, hey, I want he went on social media, he posted on social media. It's like, I think we need to be held accountable of what happened in, yep. in Afghanistan. And so and he that's all he did. He yep. just went on social media. He's like, hey, I think we should we should hold these people accountable. He didn't even say in what form, what what way he's like, hey, they need to be held accountable. 
And this guy, so he was an infantry uh, commander. Like, dude, yeah. this guy, he's bad A to the max. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's not part of this club. He's not yeah. part of this, this general's club. And what happened? What happened, dude? They try, they basically order a gag order on him and shut him up and threw him in the brig. Oh. And they're leaving him in there. This poor guy who's served his country faithfully for 17 years yep. was a true patriot, loved America. Loved the Marine Corps, loved everything it was about, and the people who are who are supposed to have his back because he was just wanting accountability from them for what yep. what happened in Afghanistan. They shut him up and lock him up. Yep. Did he break the law, Kev? Um, break the law. I would say stretch. Um, yeah. There's I, I do know there's like a gentleman's code uh, yeah. within the military officers. And um, yeah. I, I, I wasn't an officer, so I, I can't speak too much about that. My, my wife is so she understands more than I do. But I do know he did cross some lines by doing that. Yeah. But I know this, man. I've been witness to people who's done far worse in the military. Yeah. Who's done far worse. Yeah. And who's got a slap on the wrist compared to what this what would, this guy would would our leading general calling his counterpart in china at the end of a presidential term and saying we will let you know if 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 the president decides that he's going to attack or send a missile at you we'll let you know ahead of time would that count as far worse oh dude that is that's you treason need, right that's treason borderline you need, borderline tree i i would even argue because essentially you're working with the enemy you yeah. know what i mean uh yeah i would argue that not only should he resign and step down he he, he should be in the break he should yeah. take place of what uh schuller is you know what yeah. i mean yeah so um and and what have you uh, i'm glad you brought that up so what have you heard about General Milley and what happened. The only thing I've heard is is Tom Cotton. I think it was Tom Cotton asking <laughs> this week, why haven't you resigned? Right. But that's nothing. It. Nothing. Yeah. So if he was, dude, if let's say if he was someone else, if he was a Trump guy or whatever it may be, he would he would be out in a heartbeat. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? They would have gotten him already. Just like they did. Just like they did they, old, uh, Flynn. If they are, if you side with the left yeah but these progressive you are above the law yeah. that is what's happening and it yeah. drives me nuts yeah man we gotta pray for this guy sheller because he's uh he's still in the brig yes and i guess now they're saying he is gonna because yesterday when i looked they were saying he he's not gonna be charged now they're saying he might be charged with something right. and geez man it's just well wild. um i came across the site that his parents um it's uh let me read this for you um it's uh you know standing it's standing with Stu uh with our active duty and veteran service members what it is is people are donating to help this guy Good. right yeah um as of right now they have there's been 19,082 donations they yeah. have a $2,000 goal to help this uh help this marine and so far they've raised almost one million five hundred thousand dollars for this wow. guy 
Wow. Goes to show you, man, people are watching, people are listening. Yeah. They're paying we're attention. Gonna, they're paying attention, and we're going to stand up for this man who's stand up for us for so long. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. I I love this guy. I don't even know, but I love this guy. I'm glad I'm glad he had the guts to say something and do something. Yeah. And uh essentially he's fallen on the sword for us. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. I I applaud him for doing so. For saying there needs to be accountability. Yes. And that's it. And that's our military. It. And that's yeah. it, man. Yeah. It's that's not wild, like he's out man. there, you know, murdering people and he's paying the price. Poor guy. Right. Right. Man. Kev, all right. That's good stuff, man. Um, should we move on to a couple more before we jump off? Yes. Yes. We got, uh, I don't know if you're following anything economically, but you know, the Democrats want to keep spending. They're trying to pass this 3.5 trillion dollar spending package yep and uh you know inflation's on the rise people were saying that the economy was going to get better and then now well there was the delta variant and so now it's back down but now wall street journal yesterday and today is saying well no we're expecting it to go back up but there there are economic problems creeping up everywhere i was just listening this morning to uh, to, uh, a story about how there's uh all these shipping containers off the coasts because there's not enough people to unload these things. Right. It's not like we have multiple problems, right? The government's been giving out so much money that there's no one, not enough people working. But then we also have inflation's going up. So prices yep. are going up and companies can't hire people to do it. But what's the government like? But like part of the problem is, well, inflation's going up too. Right. And stuff's costing more money. And so now, we've got this infrastructure package that the Democrats are trying to push through another $3.5 trillion. The national debt is the national debt over 30 trillion now. It's all oh, it's, it's up there. And they're it's just, it, it they're, will be soon. It's like, it's like money's growing on trees for these guys. I don't understand where it's all coming from. <laughs> yeah. I know. You know, and dude, honestly, like it, it, this isn't even, this isn't even like a, a, a partisan thing. I, I thought the same thing. Under Trump, under under it's like when when are we gonna like stop being completely reckless uh, economically in terms of the federal debt? I mean, right? How is this sustainable? It's completely unsustainable. It's not. It's not sustainable, and it's yeah, and it's beginning to catch up with us, and it's going to continue to do so. Um, I I just I feel like they are purposely trying to destroy america and the best way to do it's with our economy you know what i mean and this spinning it it is out of control dude and do you know who's going to pay the price middle class people just like you and i yeah that's what that's who's going to pay the price yeah yeah if there's even if there's even one left there's (laughs) any of us left yeah right yeah yeah, it's uh, it's pushing. It's uh, it's up to almost twenty nine trillion. Yeah. So if we pass the three point five trillion dollars spending package, it goes up at least another couple trillion. Dude, we're talking thirty trillion dollars. Right. Thirty trillion dollars. The richest people in the world aren't worth two hundred billion dollars. I know. And w- what are they going to do to to pay off this debt? They're going to raise taxes. That's what they're, that's what they want. That's what, that's what the Democrats, that's what they love to do. You know, they love to tax, 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 tax. And all this spending that they do. So they all do it. This goes both sides. There's so much pork in all these spending bills. There's so much. I mean, remember when the COVID relief package happened at the beginning of Biden's term and it was like 
50 million dollars to like some museum yep somewhere it's like what what this is what we elect people for how much you think of that is going back into politicians pockets oh by dude. the way oh my goodness how much how much of this is 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 lobbyists getting relief in certain areas that then that that money is just going straight back into politicians pockets yep it it, it it it's a swamp bro it's a swamp. it is and it's and you know it's it's bad i know and we're talking about all this stuff from mandates free speech national debt military debacle china and russia in the middle east but like honestly bro i and some christians get really offended when they hear this because they're like hey hey we you know the church has you know has the the, the most say in society and we're going to take back america and what no. whatever I've been reading Jeremiah and Isaiah a lot in the mornings. And when I read those prophets speaking to Israel, I do not think that America is Israel. And I don't want anybody to ever infer that I do or even get that impression. But man, it just seems to me like America is getting what America does. America is reaping what America has sown Yeah, in the last 50 years, the way we've just completely walked away from morality walked away yeah. from godly values as a society in our culture. And, and, and now what you're seeing is, I mean, they're, they're taking God out of everything. Yeah. My um, co-author of the book that I wrote secularism, the church and the way forward, Dr. Cox, he's, he's 93. He's almost 93 years old. <laughs> he said to me the other day, he said, I, I had a thought when we were kids, we used, we to, used say, to say, so when I was young, we used to say, Man, what would it be like if the government ever tried to take God and the Bible out of schools? Like to them, that was a crazy thought. Wow. Like, well, now they have. Now we know now what they have. Like. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I um uh, I have a guy here that um goes to church with me. He's one of the elders at our church, and um he's a he's a political activist, um conservative guy. I I really love sitting down and having conversations with him. Yeah good friend of mine his name's uh caleb anyways when all this first started happening um back in january maybe it was february i remember going up to caleb and i was asking him I said, caleb man like i know you and i we align we're believers we're, we're both conservatives we love our country we're patriots i was like what do you think is happening and dude he was really quick to respond and when and his response has stuck with me to this day he said America is getting the rod (laughs) and we deserve it. And I I think that's what all, that's what this just comes down to. Yeah. We're getting the the punishment that we deserve, man. Yeah. The rod of correction. Yep. Chastening. I just hope, I mean, I hope that it's chastening and not, and not destruction. Right. I hope it's chastening and not judgment. I mean, if that's true and, and I don't know any other way to look at it anymore. I used to, I used to, I used to detach things that I thought were good and things that I thought were bad completely. Right. And good things are from God and bad things aren't because I didn't realize, realize that God is a God who loves and who judges. He does both. That's he fair. really does do both. And, uh, and when it, when it comes to countries, especially in nations um, and man, like I said, a lot of Christians don't want to hear it, but that's what I think. I can't help but think that every time I open my Bible and I read one of these prophets who were speaking to a nation, I see the same thing, which is like you, judgment is coming because you've turned away from God as a people. And are there people in the country 
that honor and love God? Yes. Right. But as a country, you've turned away from him. And so God takes care of his people a lot in these situations. I mean, look what happened to Jeremiah. He was protected yep. when, when Judah was completely taken over. Right. It's not a guarantee, but God takes care of his people. He protects his people. But wrath comes, man. It does. It does. And, it does. and if you look at the way godly values have been replaced in this country by things that God says are deplorable, it, yep. it's not hard to figure out why. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, you got time? For, you got time for one more I, quick I, one? I, I, got, I got time for one more. One more, bro. You know what this is? It's 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 the last. Uh, I don't know if this was the last one I sent you, but uh, dude, did you see what what these American and we don't talk about the Roman Catholic Church too much on here, although sometimes we do. This group of American and German bishops are challenging the Papa, the Pope, <laughs> Pope Francis, on his loose and unorthodox views on church unity, abortion, gay rights. It's funny. The Roman Catholics are asking the same question that I find Protestants in America have been asking a lot. And I actually talked about this on the podcast I did yesterday on the book of Jude. Everywhere I go, people are asking this question. Is the church for everyone? Is everyone welcome in the church? And I believe the Bible gives a very clear answer. Everyone is welcome to come and see what it is like to be a part of the local church and the local gathering. Everyone's invited to come yep. and receive Christ and become a disciple. Not right. everyone is welcome to stay. And I mean, if, if you think that everyone should be welcome in the local church to be a member, to take communion, even people who don't believe in Jesus and are not submitted to him, all of the biblical writers disagree with you. Yeah. All of them. There's, there's no, absolutely no question about it. Jesus in revelation chapter two commends the church at Ephesus for not tolerating those who are evil. Jude does the same thing. The entire book of Jude is about the church um, being aware that evil people, ungodly people have crept in among you and they're deceiving you and they're leading you astray. Anyway. So, we got, we got the Catholic bishops pushing back against the Pope, and it all centers around this question. What is the church going to be going forward? What do you think? Oh, man, dude. So I've been, I've been actually thinking about this for, for a long time. Yeah. And um, I think uh, I want to talk about the, the Roman Catholic Church here for a little bit. But um, I think when, when time starts dwindling down, you know, yeah. closer to Christ's returns as we get, I think who is going to help lead the way to immorality and what we think is okay um, and what people are going to buy off as uh, what's acceptable or not, I think it's going to be the Roman Catholic church. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, that's what I think, man. I think. Um, Why? Why do you think that? Well, first of all, I don't know if you, any of your listeners are Catholics, but, <laughs> might be, but I mean, hey, we're, yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're talking here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I first of all, I just kind of think their 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 doctrine is off. You know, a yeah. lot a lot with, with what they believe and how they in their relationship with Christ and what that looks like. And we like can go saved by grace through faith. Yes, you know, we can go worship of idols. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We okay. Can, yeah. We can go in into detail about that some other time, 
But what I think is going to happen is, um, and, you know, because what you're seeing is a lot of your Catholic churches, a lot of your Methodist churches, and a lot of your Lutheran churches, which they're all pretty similar, yeah. uh, the, the Catholics, the Methodists, and the Lutherans. Yeah. They're all going towards this progressive, yeah. this progressive movement. You know, yeah. they're all kind of leading the way from that. And um, I think at some point what's going to happen with just kind of just the trajectory that these um, these churches are going down is that they're going to say, in which a lot of them already are, that it's okay to be a Christ believer and to be a homosexual. It's okay to right. be a Christ believer and have all these uh, and and and. And a lot of okay, a lot of Catholics they're not for abortion, but they're eventually going to say it's okay if you if you're if you're a believer uh, and you want to have an abortion. Right. They are going to go into into a progressive direction, and I think right. that's already happening. Yeah. You know, they're making it okay. So what's people are going to think? They're they're going to think, well, these guys are Christians, yeah. so you can you can be a Christian, you know, a Christian, right. and do all these things. Right. When in reality, you're not, and it's not biblical. Right. So, right. so immorality is just going to go, and it already is, but it's going to go into through the roof even more because you're going to think it's okay. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah. And who yep. needs the Bible? You know what I mean? Like yep. you could, you could believe in Jesus and still do all these things, but you can't. Yep. That's true. You can't. Um, yeah. Um, gosh, I, that sounds exactly like what pastor Carlos dealt with at the Methodist church that he was pastoring. Yep. Was everybody on the church leadership is a progressive liberal who says Jesus's main message is just love everyone, right? Love everyone, love everyone and tolerate everyone. And so they're, they're exactly like secular society, the peak moral value, the highest moral value you can have in their minds is tolerance. And Jesus says, don't tolerate evil. Do right. not tolerate evil. Um, and so, like the, the, he, you know what this really all boils down to Kev, I, I'm going to be straight and maybe, maybe what we need to do is have a, a long series where we talk about this before we do anything else on Wednesdays. What this really boils down to is what makes a Christian, a Christian. Yes. Yes. Now, look, we gotta be clear about something. We always have to be clear about this. We are not saved by our works. And our ability and our process in growing in sanctification is not what saves us. But, and in other words, how effective we feel we are at being a Christian and how, how good we are at dying to sin and how quickly that happens, all that stuff, right? But we are expected to continue on the sanctification process as yes. long as we're living this life. That's what Paul says. This is what I do is what I've learned to do. Forget what's behind, but keep pressing on toward what's in front of me. And right. because of this, I'm, I'm going to not try to go too far afield here, but reform theology is great in so many ways. Mainstream Protestant reform theology, the reformers in many ways went back to the Bible, but they didn't go all the way back in the end all be all. Of, of understanding scripture and understanding what it means to be a Christian is not just to go around and say only one side of the story. It's true. We're saved by grace through faith. That is true. Yes. But the idea that you don't have to then live the, the idea that you can right. accept Jesus and say, 
I accept you, Jesus. I love you. And then go on and never, never become a Christian, never live the Christian life, never submit, surrender to him, never grow in your faith and love and understand, never do anything. It's just, well, I accepted him. So that's it. That's good. I'm, I'm born again. Right. Right. No, you're not. (laughs) You're not born again. Exactly. And, And this is the thing that people don't understand about the Bible. The Bible is Jewish, man. It's not, it's not, it's not Western. It's not European. It's not French like John Calvin or German, like Martin Luther. It's Jewish. And we know more about the context of the Bible now than we've ever known before. And we understand it better than people ever have. That doesn't mean we we have new revelation or something. I'm just saying, I believe that the church has grown in its understanding of scripture throughout. Right. And it's all in an effort to get us back to the apostolic faith that they had early on in the church when the apostles of Christ were leading the church. I say all that to say faith and works are not separated in the Jewish mind. They're not two different things. Yes. They're two sides of the same coin. Right. This is the whole point of the book of James. If you say you have faith and you don't have works, you don't have you have neither. You have neither. You have neither. They're one and the same. They go together. This is why God, God, who knows everything, who's omnipotent and omniscient and omnipresent, can say to a man like Abraham in real time, after he sacrificed his son, was going to sacrifice his son. Now I know that you believe and trust me. Yep. Now I know it because you did it because you acted on it. Anyway, sorry, Kev, that was a rant. No, no, no. Keep going, bro. (laughs) This is like what really I feel needs to be understood in our day and time more than anything. And this is what people are wrestling with. What makes you a Christian? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And no, no. And I agree. I agree a hundred percent, you know, and you know, I'm, you, you brought it up, brought James, you know, and James 14 says, what does it profit my brother? If someone says he has faith, but does not have works, yeah, <laughs> you know, and then you go on to read. Um, I, I think about this. I think about um, people that I know that are believers. Um, there's, there's someone I know from back home that, yeah, he's, he accepted Christ, you know, uh, at least he says he accepted Christ. Yeah. But he does not do anything with his faith. You yeah. know, good friend of mine. Um, he, he parties, he smokes weed, he drinks beer, he believes in Jesus, but he's doing all these other things um, doesn't, that has never talked to anyone about Jesus. And um, he's and living I, that wild life. Huh? He's living that wild life. Yeah. And I think about someone like you and I, you know, that have truly accepted Jesus. And it seems like everything we do, in a sense, is surrounded by by him by jesus yeah. you know we're not you, perfect now we're not we're not perfect and i want your yeah. viewers or your listeners to know that i'm about as far from perfect as there is yeah but man i the the core of what's in me is my relationship with christ yeah and that drives me you know i went yeah. from working for the dod to being in ministry uh yeah. uh to wherever i go i i i feel a sense to be able to to bring up faith uh, yeah. I said yesterday, for instance, uh, there was a guy that uh, there was a little teenage boy, probably 15, 16 years old, that 
his bike was broken and I saw his bike was broken and I had, I had the tools in my, in my car. So I said, Hey, I see your chain is, is jammed. So I, I, I got my tools. I took off his back tire and, and I was fixing, I helped put his, his chain back on his bike. Yeah. And through that, I just started talking about, Hey, cause he was by our church. Like, Hey, you know, do you believe in Jesus? What, what's your relationship like? And we just started, yeah. we had this awesome conversation. Yeah. But that's what we're called to do, man. You yeah. know? Yeah. And I feel like so many people miss the mark when it comes to that. Yeah. You know, and especially here in America, I think a lot of people, especially in the South, especially where I grew up in the Bible Belt and everything, everyone believes in God. But yeah. just because you believe in God doesn't mean squat. You know what right. I mean? Right. right. You know, it, what are you doing with that belief and that faith? And, and, right. that, and that's where like works can come into play. You know, it's not you, we're not saved by works. But when you believe in God, and you've been saved your drive to do things for the kingdom. And I yeah. think that's what we're talking about here. You know? Yes. Yes. We, we, we are not saved. We are saved by grace through faith. Yes. But what the Bible teaches is that there is one way to know if your faith is genuine faith, because what you do is what testifies to what you yes. believe. That's right. That's, that's the way it is. That's why Jesus in so many of the, of the biblical writers can say things like, can talk about persistent ongoing sin in such a way as to say, if this doesn't change, you're running the risk of not, of not being saved, not being saved. Of, of not eating of the tree of life. As Jesus puts it to the one who conquers, I will give him to eat of the tree of life, which is in yeah. the garden, right? Which is in the paradise of God. Um, the reason they talk about this is because th there's a reason. Like if, if your faith is genuine, you, you continue. That's not to say we all don't make mistakes. We all don't mess up. We right. all don't have moments. I mean, we, do, we, we talk about this. We're, we're like accountability partners. We yes. talk about this all the time. Yep. And, and, you know, and our struggles and things we want to get better on and all, all that kind of stuff. But man, you, you can't de like detaching the two is so not the way that we're supposed to do it. Like that's right. not the, that's not the picture that the Bible paints. And, you know, I was, I was thinking recently and I did a podcast recently about what the gospel is and what the gospel message that the apostles preached was. And I made this comment, the word, the term, the, the word love and, and talking about the love of God, but the word love, how many times do you think it's used in the book of Acts? How many? Zero times. Oh my goodness. Zero times. Mm -hmm. In other words, the, the message of the early church to the unrepentant mm -hmm. world, to the unsaved world was not Jesus loves you unconditionally. So come and be saved. It was the same thing every time it was repent. Wow. The Messiah has come. Ooh. He has died on behalf of all people. Repent, be forgiven, put your trust in him. And then it was be baptized and live the Christian life. It's not, dude, it's not till you get to these letters that are written to the church. And even do people would be amazed if they knew how, how few times even that idea of the love of God is used in the Bible. But that's not to say it's not, it's not there. It is there. John tells us all about that God is, is love and those who know God 
live in love and walk in love and abide in love. Mm-hmm. But you know what else he says? So I was reading John, I've been reading John a lot too, because I'm going, I, I'm, I, I want to be consistent and I want to present all of scripture and everything I say and do. Right. I mean, like I, I want to be true to all of scripture. So if I'm talking about how acts doesn't use the love of God, which is true, let me go to the place where it talks all about <clears throat> the love of God. Yeah. You know what he says in John? He, he says, say? if you can take, basically I'm summarizing, but if you continue in persistent sin and never change, the love of God doesn't abide in you. Wow. You continue to walk in darkness and you say you're walking in the light. You're a liar and the truth's not in you. Mm. So in right. other words, again, these two things are completely attached. Yeah. What you believe and how you live. Right. And even the love of God is brought into this and says, you know that you abide in his love if you continue in the light. Yes. Anyway. No, you're no, you're right. And what it is, is we believe in God. So we accept him. That's our faith. Through that faith, it changes our works. And yeah. I find my everything I do, you know, not everything. I, I screw up a ton, but for the majority I'm always, I, I, I allowed the spirit to lead me. Yeah. It led me into ministry. It's led me into conversations with people out in the streets about faith and God and what that looks like and kind of sharing my testimony. It's what drives me. It's what leads me. And I am like, there's been times in my life, man, where I have felt far from God, where I have felt like I've dropped the ball. And I, I, I and there's times where I question, hey, am I, am I really saved? But then yeah. what I think about, I think about how many times I've seen people on the street and my heart goes out to them because I'm like, what they need is Jesus. And there's yes. been so many times I've been in a conversation with a complete stranger where I feel like I should bring up my faith. Yes. And that's what, and then I'm taken back. I'm like, no, the love of Jesus is in me yeah. because I, I, because my soul wants to be with these people so they can believe in Jesus themselves. And that's yeah. when I realized like, dude doesn't matter what kind of season I'm in. I know Christ is in me. The yeah. spirit's in me. And yeah. that's what pushes me, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I know we're closing up here, but I, I, I want to say this before we close. Um, just talking about all these headlines and kind of what we're talking about right yeah. now. For, for about from January to July, maybe even a little bit past that, I was in a really weird place. Yeah. Just seeing everything that was happening in the world especially in our country. I'm a patriot. I love this country. Yeah. Uh, I was, I'm, I don't want to say depressed, yeah. but I was super angry, dude. Super frustrated. A lot of this stuff was keeping me up at night. I think I even called you months ago about uh, the election <laughs> stuff. And I was like, dude, like, I don't know what to think. I'm so pissed about all this, you know? <laughs> uh, and all this COVID stuff was pissing me off. Uh, for a long time, dude, I was heated. I, I would I would watch the news. I would just get pissed. I was like, oh, these stupid liberals, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And I was in a bad way. And I realized, I realized, yeah. I was like, man, this is exactly what the enemy wants is yep. for me to get pissed and let this bother me. Yep. And I have realized that I am not going to allow him to have that type of foothold in my life yeah. because I love America. Yeah. I, 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 I love this country, but this is not my home. 
Yep. I'm a citizen of heaven. Yep. And my goal while I'm here yep. and what Christ wants is for me to go out there and spread his love, spread yep. the gospel, to bring as many people as he allows me or, or, or uh, I, I run across on the streets, wherever yep. it may be, to, to witness to. Yep. And if I if I let what's happened in the world and all these articles, if I let it get to me, get, get, it gets me. I can get fired yep. up like you know that, you know, I can get fired up. Yep. But if I let it get to me, I, I'm missing the point here. Yep. You know, yep. that is I need to be I need to I need to know that I'm a citizen of heaven. This yep. is not my home. We're pilgrims, bro. We're pilgrims. And and what while I'm here, I need to do whatever I can to just show his love and and share the good news. Yep. You know, and I think that's what it kind of all boils down to. Yep. Yep. Absolutely, Even, man. And if that's what the crazy left, yep. <laughs> you know, that's, they, right. <laughs> that's what I have to do. It's what I have to do. So yeah. and that's been on my heart lately. It's like, I can't let this get to me. I can't let, I can't let all everything happen in the world, uh, get under my skin and, and, and piss me off too bad. You know, I think there's good to have some righteous anger. What's going on. You yeah. know, I think we need some of that, but man, I gotta be able to, to realize like, this is, the root of all this, it's a sin issue. Yeah. And people need Jesus. Oof, that's a good word. Yep. You know, that's the truth. Yep. Dude, we are called to uh to care. We're called to fight the good fight. We're called, I I believe, I mean, we should be contending for some of these things. We should, I mean, the Bible tells us that we should pray for our local governments and leaders, right? Yeah. We have the opportunity now as Americans to not just pray, but to be a part to play yep. a role in these things, but it's all done in the backdrop of we're actually here to usher in a different kingdom. Right. And that's, that's what you're talking about. And that is the balanced approach. That is the faithful to all of scripture approach. I believe. Yeah. Should you vote? Should you, should you, should you be praying for the country? Should you be paying attention to what's going on? Should you be doing? Yes. Yes. You should be also calling people to repentance and living in the love of God and walking in the light and ushering in the kingdom, all of it, all of it together as one. Right. But the backdrop is always, man, we are passing. We are pilgrims on this earth. We yep. are passing through. It is not our home. Right. And what we do now will have a lot to say about what we do for eternity. Yep. And this is just a glimpse. This is just a little part of our eternity. This is just a That's little right. bit. It's That's a right. speck. That's right. And I have to be reminded of that every yep. day, you yep. know? Well, you're, I, I think you're doing great, brother. So keep it up, man. Kev, thanks for joining me again, dude. And, and I mean, that was a pretty good last word, but you got any others you want to throw out? Uh, no, that, that's about it. That, that was just on my heart for today, man. That was it, man. That was good stuff. <laughs> um, dude, appreciate you joining me. Um, yeah, and we'll be back again soon, right, Kev? That'll work. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been Watchmen Friday, October 1st, 2021. On behalf of Kevin and Pastor Carlos, I'm Blake Barbera. We're signing off. Stay blessed, live loved, and we'll talk to you next time on That You May Know Him. All righty. God bless you guys.
The That You May Know Him podcast is produced by That You May Know Him Ministries, Durham, North Carolina. You can visit our website at thatyoumayknowhim.com. Oh, 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 oh,